We have Celia Smith on the podcast with us and she she's just a badass filmmaker and she also travels all over the world creating content and has her own um, mastermind groups that she does where she educates others on creating content. You're listening to Females Who Film, where we talk about all things video production, entrepreneurship, and being a woman in the creative industry. If you've been looking for a community of women to learn from and lean on, look no further. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and join the growing Females Who Film Facebook group. Your online resource for all things video production from beginner to expert. All right, ladies, let's get rolling. So Celia, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Yeah, Carly, I'm stoked to be here. Um, So I really want to just dive in first to get to know like who you are and how you got into this. Um, Like where, where did it all begin? Yeah, so it started when I was in college and I went on a study abroad trip. And while doing that, I just realized that there's an entire world out there. And there's so many benefits to traveling because you are what you consume. So every place that you go, every person you talk to, a part of that stays with you and becomes who you are. So when you travel the world, you become very cultured. You just grow and develop, I would say 10 times faster than if I had stayed here and just stayed in America, I would be a completely different human. So I became addicted to that, like most people. And um, I realized like, I have to do this for a career. I was like, I I need to figure out how to get paid to travel the world. And that's it. And I went on this quest and I was trying to prove that I was good enough to be a content creator and travel the world and get paid to do it. And it took probably three to four years to actually be able to have a full-time career from doing it. Um, But yeah, it was just, it was just crazy because I was probably the only female filmmaker I had ever met up until now. And it was, it was really easy for me actually, because I had, I saved up and I invested in myself and I got a one DX. And when I did that and I was traveling around the world, anyone who knew photography or anyone who was a creator saw the one DX and they were just instantly confused and intrigued. They were like, wait, that's a one DX. You're a photographer. Like you're a female photographer with a one DX, like what? And so it it made a lot of connections for me. I, I opened a lot of doors Um, and I realized that it's really incredible to actually serve and to actually create content for others, to build up their marketing, to build up the quality of person that they are. Cause originally it was just for me. I'm going to be honest. Like originally I just wanted to travel and become an influencer. And I just wanted everyone to like, see me as this dope human being. Um, and I did that and I got that, but then I realized I had everything that I wanted but I didn't have anyone really to share it with that I was impacting. So that's when I started Weekender Productions, which is where we bring groups of people on trips to have experiences and to learn about personal branding and content creation and just personal development too in life. Um, So yeah, that's how I got started and that's where we are now. So cool. And I think that like, I think it shows in your work too. Cause like as filmmakers, like we are storytellers. And I think that if you have that perspective and mindset of like continuing, like continuing to grow and like learn and explore, like it translates in your work. And I see that, like, I've seen that in your posts and all the content that you create in your own Instagram too. So I love that. I love that. It seems very organic how you, how you started things out. Yeah. You know, what's crazy. I think I would say there's a concept of uncalculated ROI 
uncalculated return of interest. And when you have first, so for me, for example, I was, I decided that this would be my life. This would be my career and nothing else could stop me. So I gave up everything that I had and I, you know, took a lot of big risks because I didn't have any other option. And it was people were at people. If you, if you try to become a filmmaker, if you try to travel the world, if you try to be an entrepreneur, if you try to do something no one has ever done before, people are going to tell you you're crazy because you are, and you need to be crazy in order to do something that's never been done before. So a lot of people were like, what's the ROI for you? What are you going to get out of this? And having a personal brand and having a skill, having the ability to be able to give content to people and companies and corporations is an uncalculated ROI. Meaning I can't tell you that when you have a personal brand, you're going to make 10 K a month. It's unlimited. You're going to have people reach out to you. Like you reached out to me today. You're going to have opportunities come to you. You're going to have endless ability to work with anyone, anywhere, anytime, because your digital portfolio looks amazing and represents the quality of person that you are, the quality of life that you are, the quality of thoughts that you have, or the content that you create or others. So I think if you, if people are listening to this right now and they're interested in doing something like that, you know, jumping into the creative world and everybody's saying, you know, it's not really something that you can make a lot of money doing. Are you sure? Um, you know, what, what exactly are you going to get out of it? You don't know. You can't answer those questions, but I think it's worth the risk because once you get to the point where you have really highly um, elevated skills and a personal brand that represents who you are online, that lasts forever. Totally. Yeah. And it's just endless opportunity. So, um, you know, now I'm on the end side where I'm, I'm seeing all that opportunity and I can, I reached out to a villa like a week ago in Costa Rica and literally today they just got back to me. It's like, it's like a $15 million villa. And they were like, yeah, just come promote us for two days, you know, whatever. And it's right over my birthday. So like last minute, you know, you're able to like, go just the opportunities are endless. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. I love that. So how long would you say that it took you, like, did you, did it take you a couple of years to just like create content and create content before you really start to see that people were picking up and discovering you and those opportunities were surfacing? What did that look like? Yeah. So, um, I went to film school technically, but I honestly did not learn anything there (laughs) because, um, YouTube is better. Hiring a mentor is better. Having somebody that has a a very specific course to the skill that you're wanting to learn and taking that is way cheaper and way better of an investment. Um, and I think like, if anything, the lesson that I learned is, um, we had a photography teacher split us into two groups. One group was a quality group and one group was a quantity group. The quality group was required to only, you know, create a couple photos and, but it had, they had to be like the best photos. It had to be like a perfect photo for them to get an A. The other group was like, you had to produce like a hundred photos, but they didn't have to be perfect. You just had to get a lot of reps in. Right. And so what ended up happening was the quality group ended up having really bad photos because they were so focused on perfectionism. The quantity group got their reps in So they got to practice, they got to explore, they got to try different things and they got to, you know, not have all this pressure of being perfect, but just trying and experimenting and producing a lot of content. Those photos ended up being 10 times better than the quality group. So I, I mean, yeah, it it took me probably, I've been doing photography since I was in high school. Um, I don't, I can't even try to guess how many 
photos I've taken or how many videos I've made, but it's a lot. And the point is like, you need to get your reps in because you can learn the skill, especially if you go to school or, you know, you're taking, you're, you're learning it, but it's not, I never learned photography. Yeah. I just did it. Yeah. And I think maybe you can relate to that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, as you're speaking, I'm like, yeah. And everybody's got their own, you know, journey and path and, and how they learn and develop things. But it, I can relate to that big time. Cause even in film school, it's like, you can take all the time to set the shot, like set the scene, get the, whatever, you know, get it all like perfect. But I find that when I do that, but the, I mean, it's, it doesn't look as good as when I'm like on the fly, just like in my creative zone, you know, getting the shots that I want and how I see it and using the natural light and what I have around me. So yeah, I am a hundred percent on the same wavelength as you for sure. That's awesome. So you said that, um, you have a one DX, um, is Canon, like is Canon your family or do you work with any other camera gear? Yeah, I've had everything. Um, not everything, but I love all camera gear. And I think, you know, there's different qualities and different things that I like about each one, but I'm not like a religious, like, no, you must use Canon. Yeah. Um, brands are really insignificant to me. It's more just like um, the quality and the person behind the camera. Like there's the cameras now that are coming out. Even if you have an iPhone, totally. even if you have one of the newer iPhones, it's not as good as the 1DX, obviously, but like it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, and you can tell stories and you can create TikToks and they look amazing. So, um, I don't care about the brand. No, not at all. Yeah. I think really it's like more about the editing and how you tell the story. Like you can, I mean, you can capture great content on your phone, but it's all about how you piece it together. So what are some like really over like big picture tips that you could share when it comes to the editing process and like how you think about how you tell that story when you go to edit a piece. So you're talking uh, for video, correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough question. Um, You know, the thing, the thing about me and myself content and what we do on our retreats is it's kind of like guerrilla filmmaking. Yeah. So we don't have storyboards. Like a lot of times people will teach you, and this is a great concept and I would actually like to implement this more, but I have yet to, mm-hmm. to, sh- to shoot, to edit. So yeah. you have your kind of what you want to create in mind. Like you're already kind of pre-editing before you shoot that way. When you shoot, you're able to shoot and film a certain way that brings in transitions or you kind of have an idea or a bigger vision. I don't do that. I just bring my camera to a place. I look around and I'm like, okay, cool. What can we create? And it's very like on the spot. And so my editing flow is the same way. I don't have any strategy. I just go in and I just play. And sometimes honestly, like I'll even get high before I'm editing. And, um, I'm not, I'm really not a big party person just to clarify, but, Um, I use stuff like that just as like an asset for anything creative. Um, so for example, like I'll get high and I'll start editing and I'll just, I'll get really creative and I'll have these ideas and I'll want to do something and I won't really know how, and maybe I'll like Google it or YouTube it. And then I'll do like a Luma fade or, you know, I'll just like play around with it. And, um, at the end of the day for me, I think, I think again, it's about the reps. So I don't, I don't produce like super, super high end, like premiere uh, after effects transitions. I don't go crazy with editing because I just want to get more content out there and the quality of the film's already good. So a lot of times you'll just see cuts with me. You won't see like a lot of fancy editing. Um, you'll just see like the raw image and the story. And I think that's, um, 
I think I think that's more powerful sometimes. Like people can appreciate the transitions, and you can be for that for sure. Um, but that's that's not personally like my yeah. uh, forte. I yeah. just I just try to get the reps in. Totally. Yeah. And I think when you are, cause I'm very much like how you are when it, when it comes to like filming and editing, it's like when I am shooting something, I kind of like shoot to edit in my brain. <laughs> like, I'm like, Ooh, I like, I like that how this is looking or like what, what these people are saying or whatever. And I'll think about as I'm shooting, I'm like, okay, I kind of already know the storyline and how I'm going to piece this together. So that way, when I go to edit the piece, it's like, boop, 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 boop. so yeah, everyone's got a different flow. If you're shooting for some, a big project though, you kind of do need to, you need to yeah, you kind of do need to plan out your transitions. Um, and so for example, like one really fun story is my friend, Evan, he's brilliant. And he and I were trying to figure out how to get a deal with, uh, Ashton Martin. And, you know, we kind of knew who the manager, like the marketing director was, but you know what we decided to do instead is we made a Ferrari video. We rented a Ferrari. We pretend like we got paid to make it, but we didn't. And we made, he, he's an amazing editor, right? So he edited this like insane Ferrari video and, um, Ashton Martin saw it we kind of like sneakily put it in front of like Ashton Martin, like marketing with SEO and stuff. Yeah. And um, Ashton Martin reached out to him and, and they said, Hey, how much did Ferrari charge you to make this video? He said 120 grand. They're like, cool. We want one and we'll pay you more. We'll pay you 150. So, you know, that story just represents a proof of concept. So like if, if you want to, you can really get into the details and make a super high quality video and plan out your shots and everything. If you have a really big vision that's specifically, and you're going big, right? Um, I think the guerrilla filmmaker uh, style, which is my style, is better for building personal brand and just travel adventure. Um, but Evan went on to be the creative director of Hyperion, which is a new hydrogen $1.5 million car. So... Yeah, it's it's incredible like what what like what the opportunity potential is out there. Um, but yeah, I think it's just different for everyone. It kind of just depends on what you want. And mm-hmm. Evan wanted to have a very specific, very um planned editing storyboard type of gig, and those work really well. And then um, you know, but also it works really well when you see something and you capture a shot in a moment that goes viral too. So totally. it just depends. Yeah. Uh, What do you think like the secret sauce is to, I mean, as like the digital world is getting more and more saturated, like Instagram, like all the social platforms are getting saturated and there's content here and content there. And it's just getting really, really busy. What do you think like the secret sauce is in your eyes to standing out and to like capturing the attention of those brands that you really want to capture? That's such a great question, Carly. So the number one answer to that, that comes to my mind immediately is value Mm -hmm. and relax. (laughs) I think it's really easy for us to get overwhelmed and think that it's oversaturated, but really it's, it's not, everything's oversaturated if you look at it that way. And if you have that perspective and that mindset, you're always going to feel like you're behind. You're always going to feel like you need to catch up. You're always going to feel like you're not able to create something original and unique because everybody's already done everything so far, but that's not true. Just sit back, take a deep breath, like breathe and just let yourself be creative and create what really you're passionate about or what really represents you or what, you know, everybody has something special or unique. And, um, 
Yeah. It, there's also new platforms coming out all the time. And back to the value concept is you will become successful if you give. So people, a lot of times people come to me like, I want to build a personal brand. Like, how do I become famous? How do I get followers? And I'm like, you need to give value to them. Yeah. People don't understand that concept. They're like, I just want everyone to look at me and I want to be seen. It's like, for what? Right. All right. How are you helping people? If you want to become an entrepreneur and you want to start a company, you need to sell something, right? You need to give something. You need to have something of value that is worth people's time or money or energy, right? So it's the same thing with content creation. You need to create something that's valuable. And a mistake that I made early on was I thought that what was valuable or what people would want to see is just me being hot in a bikini in front of Ferraris and like fancy cars and jets and all this nonsense. And, um, one day I just, I woke up and I realized that's not really valuable to anyone. The only thing that that was doing was getting older, creepy guys sliding in my DMS, trying to be sugar daddies. Like there was no value there. I wasn't connecting to anyone. I wasn't impacting anyone. Nothing was happening other than marketing for those companies for the cars or the yachts or the hotels. They got a return of interest for sure. Cause they got clients for my content, but it was really just like a hollow empire mm-hmm. that I had built for myself. Cause I used to be that person too. That was like, I want to be an influencer. You know, like when I first started my, my vision and my journey. And then I realized as soon as I actually started creating content, that had real value that allowed people to really connect. That's when I blew up. Mm-hmm. That's when I started making money. That's mm-hmm. when I found success is when I was like, what can I create for these people? How can I impact them? What can I give to them? And that was like the huge mindset shift. So totally, yeah. I love that. And I think that's how I discovered you too. Is like, I, I think literally I found you on Instagram. I don't remember how or on what account or what tag or what it was, but I did see that you were a content creator and I love the videos you were putting out there. Obviously love the lifestyle that you're living, but then like the extra layer and the cherry on top was the perspectives that you share that really apply to all areas of life life. Um, and there's so much value to that, that I, I mean, obviously it's why I love following your journey. Um, but I'm curious what, what like inspires you and what keeps you going? Cause obviously like you do give, like you give a lot in your posts and your perspective that you share, but I want to know like where you find your source of inspiration and what keeps you going. It's people. Yeah because I was alone. Like, like I said earlier, I had everything I wanted, like, and it wasn't really mine, but I was, you know, in private jets on massive luxury yachts, staying in insane villas all over the world. I was, you know, wearing all these like million dollar, you know, just like covered in like jewelry and gold. And just like, I was living this like extravagant, like super luxury life. And it just became so depressing. Yeah, because I, I really didn't have connection to anyone. So now um, the only reason that I'm doing all of this, the only reason that I had that weekend of production started, the only reasons that I'm doing masterminds is because when you have a mastermind and not even like a paid group, like if you have a community of people that you're close with that are consistently growing and learning and reading and, and being healthy and just, and just developing themselves in every aspect of life, that's happiness. And that's success. And you need people in your life. We are incredibly social beings and um, it gets really lonely, especially when you get to a successful level. 
you outgrow a lot of people. And so finding people that inspire you that you can look up to, um, that's what keeps me going. Mm-hmm. And I've been really fortunate to meet a couple of really special people. Um, like for example, Charlie Rocket, I was just in Hawaii with two days ago. Uh, we were doing a mastermind with Mike Chu and it was um, just amazing. Like we were really living life there. Like we were really experiencing and growing and, and feeling human to the best level possible and connecting with each other. That's everything. Yeah. I, I would, I, I, without people, I, I wouldn't even be here anymore. I like living a life just for me, just to become like famous or rich or successful. God, that's so overrated. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Totally. I'm so happy you shared that. And I do think too, like the level of importance for having that community and those people around you that, that will hold you accountable. Like you can share your dreams and your goals and just things that you're experiencing in life and to have those people that are going to have your back and hold you accountable and that you can be there for them and hold them accountable too. There's something so, yeah, that's life. That's life. <laughs> so yeah. like, it's good to have a couple friends that hype you up, but I love what you just said. Cause at the end of the day, like I surround myself with people who call me out on my bullshit and I love it. Like I, cause I want to grow. I want to be the best I can be. Right. And I make mistakes all the time. And one time, even like I had a group of friends and we went to a restaurant and I pulled the waiter aside and I gave him a tip and I was like, Hey, I'm going to be a jerk to you. Cause I want to see if my friends call me out. I want to see if my friends like hold me to a standard of character that I want to embody. And, um, so, you know, so he came back and I was just like, you know, it was really hard for me cause I, cause he kind of almost started laughing, like, cause we both knew, yeah. um, but my friends were just so confused and, you know, a lot of them didn't say anything. Like they kind of just like looked around and they were like, all right, I guess it's just like having a bad day or something. And then one of my friends turned to me and they're like, bro, yeah what was that don't yeah. don't do that you know he was like I can't believe you just did that you need to go apologize to him and and I was like yes yeah I got the right people yeah right people yeah. serving me yes totally yeah. there there is so much importance there I'm like so so happy that you shared all of that because I think no matter what no matter what you're you know doing or where your area of interest is like it's just very, very important to have that in your life and to be okay, like failing and be okay. Like it's all just a part of the journey and failure isn't even like, it, it's not a negative thing. Failure is an opportunity for growth and it's a new, which is what we, I mean, that is like the purpose of life. So yeah, I love that you shared that. Yeah. So good. I, I think a lot of people are scared to fail. It's because you will fail. Like, especially if you want to be a creative person, especially if you want to be an entrepreneur, you're going to fail more than anybody. Mm-hmm. Like the most successful people fail the most. Like yep. people think winners and losers are opposites, but winners lose all the time. Winners and quitters are opposites. Yep. So, um, yeah, I think, I think when people can appreciate failure, when they can appreciate challenges or when they can appreciate hard times, cause they know that's where you have to grow. I think my post actually today was about that. It was like stars are born from chaos mm-hmm. and they only are able to exist after they fall apart, after they corrupt. Right. So it's the same thing. Like 
if you know anybody, they think of anyone that you look up to, any successful entrepreneur, any just absolute legend, right? They have a really crazy story of overcoming something, of reinventing themselves. So yeah, I think you got to almost get stoked to fail. You almost got to celebrate it because it's like, ah, I'm, I'm growing. I'm getting better. It's a game. It's a game. It's a process. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love that. I could literally talk to you for hours, Celia, <laughs> but, um, I will, I'll, I will kind of wrap this up. I want you to share like where people can get more information about your mastermind groups and all that you have going on and how they can get connected with you. Yeah, sure. Um, so my company is called weekenders. The website is weekenderproductions.com and my Instagram is Celia Smith and the Instagram for weekenders is weekender productions. And, um, I also actually started doing something new that's called destination mastermind. And that's for entrepreneurs that already have masterminds, but they don't have time to make it a destination and they don't have a creative vision to capture it. So I'll actually plan those masterminds for those entrepreneurs and document it for them. And that's what I was doing in Hawaii actually two days ago. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a ton of opportunity to connect and I respond to every single person. Like, unless honestly, like sometimes people just say, hi, don't do that. Please like say, you know, give me a little bit more and I'll respond to you. Like if you just say hi, or if you just say, you know, something stupid that I probably won't respond, but if you're genuinely interested in connecting with me, I will respond to you. I promise. Yeah. I mean, you will like, I respect you so much for that too, because you and I have never met. We've never had a conversation before. I've reached out to you and shared your post a couple of times, but I literally messaged you this morning and said, Hey, I want to feature you on our podcast. And like within 30 minutes, you got back to me and here we are doing this interview. So (laughs) thank you for that. Yeah. I love it. And I can't wait to meet you someday in real life. Yeah, we will. There will definitely be some connection or collaboration. I have no doubt in the future. Um, But thank you so much for taking the time. And yeah, I just appreciate you so much. Carly, it was honestly the pleasure is mine, your energy and your, per- I can't even, I'm so excited to like dig deeper into your content too. You're an incredible person and um, I'm excited. I'm excited to get to know you more and follow your journey as well. Yeah. Thank you. I know I'm going to have to look and see like what, what your next destinations are, because I gotta, I'm ready to get the F out of town and find myself on a beach somewhere. So (laughs) let's go. Yeah, let's do it.